a movie about the shifty and harsh life of the Seven Friends Rasputin. Somebody write this. Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And to help us with our brainstorming today, we have a guest. Welcome, Rachel Kulik. Hello! Hi! I'm so happy we could have you on the podcast. Uh, when I first started planning this, you were on my list of people to ask because you had such interesting things to say about uh, about literature and about literature for youth. And uh, specifically today, what I want to talk with you about is about literature for or by or about folks uh, on the autism spectrum. I know autistic representation is really important to you, so maybe tell us a little bit about um, maybe for somebody who hasn't even really thought about this, what does this mean for you? And what are maybe some examples of why it's important? Yeah, so I was diagnosed um, as autistic when I was 18. I didn't get a diagnosis previous to that um, legitimately because I'm a girl. I was in and out of therapy and they gave me a million other diagnoses and they told my parents like, she can't be autistic. She's a girl. So yeah. So welcome to the nineties, my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But so there's been a huge push now with autistic women specifically because um, one of the things is, is that we tend to mask our symptoms better than men do. So that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason and why we've been so underrepresented in our community. So I have always felt like really passionate about reading books that are about and by people in the communities that I'm reading about. Because as a kid, like I always wanted to read books like so that I could learn about other people. And I feel like the best way to learn about people is to hear from like personal experience, if that makes sense. So like there's a whole push right now in the publishing industry called Own Voices, which is basically just that, like people from marginalized communities writing characters in those marginalized communities. And I've been like terrified to read any books about autistic characters (laughs) because I just am like, I'm so picky about it. And recently I decided to kind of like take the plunge and um, give it a chance. Because I think autism is something that's very different than other like underrepresented communities because our brain is literally set up completely different, not completely, but very differently than neurotypical people. And I like to explain it to people like if you think about like a Mac computer and a Windows computer. They both do like they both exist in the same world, right? Like they both are created to do the same thing, which is like survive, right? But like they do them in very different ways. And one is not significantly worse or better than the other. It's just whatever you're used to. And right. so and so like that's why I personally identify as an autistic person rather than a person with autism, because I feel like it defines my experience. Uh, And so when it comes to autistic representation in literature, I tend to only read books by autistic people when they're about autistic people, because I otherwise it doesn't feel genuine to me. That is 
a newer trend to really be pushing for these stories about these marginalized communities to be written by members of them. So it's not somebody else kind of either, even no matter how well researched, there's something that does get a little bit lost in, in trying to communicate that. And I think it's really important to have these voices heard as genuinely as possible because they haven't been for a very long time. Absolutely. Were there any stories that you saw or media or story representations of autistic people that you saw as a kid that you think informed your, that either resonated with you, uh, not knowing where you were, where you were yet, or that defined your perception of what autism was? As a kid, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that there was a lot out when I was a kid about that. You know, I think that any autistic representation when I was a kid was geared more towards um, autistic people who also are intellectually disabled. And while there's nothing wrong with that and nothing wrong with my intellectually disabled brothers and sisters, I that's not who I am. And so I think the closest I could come was I found a lot of representation in Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter books because she was uh-huh. she was so smart. She was really good in school, but really didn't have a lot of friends. Like she knew who her friends were, but like, and so for me, I was like, oh, like that's me. Like I'm the girl who like sits and reads books all day and really has no interest in anything else. So <laughs> whether Hermione's autistic or not is up in the air, but that as a kid was definitely probably my closest relation and we'll obviously give you some time at the end of the the episode to share any story you want but i really would love to ask now that you've kind of started delving into some of these own voices stories are there autistic authors you would especially suggest people check out yes so um if you like romance novels there's an author named helen huang and she is fantastic she writes own voices novels um they're open door romance so for those of you who don't know what that means that means there's kind of some explicit um, scenes in there. It basically means the bedroom door is open. Um, And she has um, two books out. One is called The Kiss Quotient. One is called The Bride Test. And both of those feature autistic women as the main characters. And she is also Mm. Asian. And so it's kind of like a you get like a triple whammy there of marginalized groups. Um, And and then I just recently finished a book by an author named Ada Hoffman called The Outside. So if you're interested in um, like speculative fiction or like very hard sci-fi the main character is an autistic um, female doctor like figuring out space stuff um, and I'm trying to think I think that um, there's another author his name is Yoon Ha Lee he is transgender and also autistic and so I while I've, I'm reading one of his books for middle grade readers right now um, the main character is not autistic but if you're interested in autistic authors he is another one to check out Awesome. I will definitely be adding all these to my reading list because um, I'm, yeah, always, I've been making such a more concentrated effort in recent years to really seek out voices that have not been represented in, especially in publishing until, in, in, to the extent that they are today. And I am always, always looking for more to add to that list, whether I'm part of that community or not. It's something that I, I think is so important. So I'm so glad that you were able to give us a couple really solid recommendations for folks who maybe want to check some of that out. 
Yeah, and definitely check out the, it's hashtag own voices. It's typically on um, Twitter. You can um, reach out and there's, on Thursdays, there's things called Ask a Librarian, where you just hashtag Ask a Librarian. Librarians from all over the world will respond to you and you can just say, I'm looking for own voices about, you know, Latinx characters or whatever. And they usually have some great recommendations. Nice. Oh man, I'll I'll have to just like get a whole list of what do I what do I want to search for because uh, that sounds amazing. It's dangerous. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I once was like I'm looking for books that are like The Bachelor, and I got literally 20 recommendations from all over the country, and I'm yes. like, so bad. Like I don't like. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us a little bit about this, Rachel, and, uh, and, and this aspect of storytelling. And we are, with that, going to jump into our story, which, as a reminder, our plot is a movie about the shifty and harsh life of the seven friends Rasputin. <laughs> Usually, because of the way that the generator works, it sometimes pulls things in odd combinations and we miss grammar and we you know different pronouns go the wrong way but uh and usually i tweak them a little bit to make them coherent english like maybe adding an of after seven friends <laughs> yeah yeah or the fact that they all apparently share one life um <laughs> so like little things like that but this time i was like i feel like i need to keep this as is because this is just its own beast i think so the, are they all named Rasputin? Or is there a group of seven named Rasputin? Are they his, like, different, like, moods? Like, does he become a different Rasputin as he changes oh, moods? Oh, does he have DID? Yeah! <laughs> he is, yeah, or you could lean into the, the magical elements Ooh, of, yeah. of the Rasputin narrative. And, like, he could, lit- you know, maybe literally do a shape-shifting kind of thing. Well, that would make his life shifty, for sure. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the shifty life. <laughs> um, it would also, yeah, explain how they all have one life. Now I'm just imagining that him like physically shifting, like like sci-fi esque. Like he just physically shifts around the room <laughs> into seven different yes. people. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, now that the word shifty is in there, I feel like I I have to go with that. Right? <laughs> that he literally becomes different people. So seven friends. Are we saying? Are, are those? friends to himself is he are, is this the only true friend Rasputin ever had was himself, was himself his six other Rasputins <laughs> so is this like is this like a cheery like buddy story like an friendship comedy but it's all Rasputin like set brothers with Rasputin but Rasputin sitting at the table with the newspaper and then another Rasputin with the apron on cooking breakfast and then another Rasputin is out mowing the lawn and (laughs) I can't decide if it would be funnier for Rasputin to keep the same like clothing and like facial expressions in every single one or if it's like one Rasputin just sits and looks absolutely terrifying one has like a man bun and plays the drum (laughs) yes Oh, and it, this is this is officially a, a, a movie. This one usually this leaves it pretty open what medium this yeah, is, but this is a movie. movie. So is, are this, are these all being played by the same actor, or is it multiple actors? Like is this is this James McAvoy from Split, right, right. or is this or is this seven different? I kind of am digging the seven very different actors who like 
are completely different people. Nice. Like, they look nothing alike. There is a brown-haired, terrifying Rasputin, and then there's, like, a redhead Rasputin with curly hair, and then there's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hippie flower child Rasputin, and then, yes. like, female Rasputin. You gotta have one of them in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Grandma Rasputin. This is this is such a weird sideways angle into this. <laughs> one of them is a dog, and... <laughs> yes. Okay, so they all, all seven Rasputins, they all live together in a house. Has <laughs> um, the Nelskit gone? Do they all have different rooms or do they all have to share the same room? I'm trying to figure out if more than one of them can exist at the same time. Oh! Does he like project a piece of himself using his magic to like sit across from him and talk to him? Um, can he, does he do that but that's very like magically draining uh, or does he just change his own body shape from person to person as needed or as and is he doing this on purpose or is this a, an, an accidental okay 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 an interesting okay so Rasputin as in like Anastasia's Rasputin right yes like, correct yep. I, I, I'm trying to recall the, the original story with him like he's keeping himself alive artificially magically because he needs to get revenge on the family, right? Are you thinking historical Rasputin or Rasputin from the movie Anastasia Rasputin? Both the the myth and the and the fact. Like, what's what's his original deal? His original deal, because like I love the Russian Revolution. I mean, I don't love it, like, but I mean, like, I'm kind of obsessed with it. The Revolution was just so <laughs> yeah, yeah. great. Not in favor of necessarily. My favorite revolution happens to be the Russian. No. Um, <laughs> So basically, like, the historical aspect is Alexei, which is the youngest and the only son of the Tsar and the Tsarina, uh -huh. he had hemophilia, okay. and mm -hmm. but they had to hide it from the Russian people because they didn't want them to think that, like, the Tsar, the Tsarevich would be weak. Right. And so he, but as he gets older, it's, like, more severe because it's, like, one of those bloodline hemophilia where it's, like, because mm -hmm. there's so much inbreeding. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Alexei has, like, this really terrible fall or something like that. And somehow the Tsarina, Alexandria, gets connected to Rasputin, who says, like, I'm a man of God. Like, I can heal him. And so she basically becomes convinced that Rasputin is like the only way that her son can survive. But on the outside, it looks like she's having this really creepy man come into her house all the time because they won't tell the people why he's there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then there's like all these like rumors that like the Tsarina is having an affair with him because Rasputin is actually in this like weird cult version of Christianity that like requires him mm -hmm. to have like to sin as much as possible to be closest to God. So he's like off having like orgies and stuff like that. And so there's just like all this crazy stuff. And then when he, they finally tried to kill him, it took like eight different ways of killing him, right. for him to actually die. Like he had to be drowned and shot. And like, then they found his body under the bridge that they drowned him in and he wasn't dead, but then he died from cold or something like that. So he's just wild. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm wondering if him being seven of him isn't somehow a result of all of that shenanigans. And, and so like... Oh, so is it him? It's him <laughs> post his death. Right, I, I had a reason for asking that. It's because it's like, so he's like his seven different selves 
all split up and he's just trying to exist and this is the only way he can figure out how to do it as seven <gasps> individuals of himself. What do you think? Maybe the reason he had to split is because he he had to die all those different ways. He split every time he died. Yeah, so yeah. each time he died, he he created another personality. <laughs> like, okay, so some of the legends, some of the legends are saying that he was killed seven times. Right. Shut up, really? For real, like one of the ones that I'm finding right now attributes <laughs> one of his number of deaths to seven. So this is this could be like modern day. Because right. <laughs> could be like after that, or, he just like, couldn't figure out how to die all the way. So he's like, okay, that's this is enough of me. We're not dying anymore. We're just gonna live like this now. And so yeah. people ask him his so pronouns. He, he says we, us, them. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So he's just living on. He goes, he he decides this is clearly not working for me. The life that I have right now, I keep being killed. Right. Um, and and he goes off with his with his selves that he splintered off to save himself right. with. Eventually emigrates to America and, or something. You know, starting yeah. over. <laughs> the revolution was just too much for him. He had to get out. <laughs> Yeah, well, it clearly was not working for him. I, um, I, I really need, like, some flashbacks to, like, him of, like, the big thing in the 30s when everybody was claiming to be Anastasia. And I really need right, flashbacks yes. of him being, like, being, like, why do you guys care about her so much? Like, she was boring. <laughs> like, she, like, she was, she was vastly uninteresting. <laughs> like, oh, man. And, 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 and because there's seven of him. He would develop seven different ways, and that's why they're they're so different personalities. The tone of this feels like, yeah, cozy ensemble sitcom <laughs> with with just like a little bit of 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 maybe existential horror layered over that. You know? Well, and I'm trying to figure out if we need to like incorporate like political aspects into this, <laughs> like around the, the coming out of the revolution, like how Rasputin is responding to the rest of the world. Rasputin um, doesn't know how he feels about Vladimir Putin. Like he admires his strength, but at the same time, it's just a little excessive. <laughs> this feels a little bit like the movie. I uh, it, it didn't turn out to be like this, but it feels a little bit like the movie I thought Jojo Rabbit was going to be. <laughs> Um, it feels like that sort of like weird, charming, funny, <laughs> magic realism version of something that was very dark <laughs> and grim. And I'm really intrigued by this. We are at the point where I'm going to give us a name. A title? Oh. Oh my gosh. The title is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the title is While We Are Twins. Yes! <laughs> Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> I have never seen it mesh so beautifully. <laughs> so, so okay, so maybe, maybe with twins specifically, he's obviously septuplets, right? But, but maybe, maybe it's a thing where like there are seven of him, but only two can exist at a time at a given time. Okay, okay, I like so that. like so like the, he so like he's he's twins <laughs> at various points, and so like he can bring people in and out so, because like, all, like all the different because, combinations of him. Does anybody know how to math that? How many combinations of two does seven have? 21. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because they all get mentioned twice. Okay, so there are 21 different combos. Is this a series of vignettes? Is this like, <laughs> is this 21 short movies about the 21 different Rasputin combos and their lives in the world? Each vignette would be like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, like... Well, in a in a movie, you've got you know, give it a good hour and a half. Yeah. Each one each one gets 
gets a gets a you know a, a couple minutes and uh, uh yeah that's about five minutes a piece right <laughs> what? Like, and 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 each and each vignette would tell a different part of the story some would be in the past so you know and you don't realize until partway through what is happening that they're all like you keep <gasps> seeing these stories about these different characters and slowly piece by piece this weird weird unraveling comes out this is what, like like which ones would he argue with which which two would argue and which two would be like best buds it's, which two just go off on their own and don't really interact yeah is are, are <laughs> like in, they're just like we have our own thing are you in any of the pairs romantic <gasps> oh that's fascinating Nar- narcissistic kind of <laughs> that is like oh, darling so you're looking beautiful today why yes thank you i am you know <laughs> oh and that way you could like touch on like if you did want to play around with any of uh with with any of the darker aspects of it like you could do it for an episode or two like maybe we have an episode for a vignette or two like maybe we have one who is who is very deeply troubled okay, okay. This, by this. this isn't something that i think should be overt with it at all but just a suggestion of a possible yeah. facet so right so we just said rasputin was like part of this cult that said you had to sin more to be closer to god right yeah so if there's seven of him what if each of them takes after a different deadly sin oh that's fun oh that would be so good right so like not necessarily oh, overt is... i said but like so like maybe the flower yeah. child is like the sloth one like it's cool man <laughs> and you know and then like the one who likes and you've cook got and you've got maybe the one maybe the last one there who's like who has been killed multiple times maybe he's the maybe he's the wrath one because he's had to go through being murdered multiple yeah, times maybe. and he's just like holding on to all this anger from how badly he was treated maybe maybe oh he should get mad at all of the others for just existing right, instead of giving yeah. him death he just got more of himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> go away oh and he's he's having the most trouble like adapting to the life afterwards because he's just so upset that this is right, like, that so, like, this is where he this really went. lives for the times where none of the other six are there yeah <laughs> oh i have the house to myself thank goodness and then flower child shows up and is like hey you want a joint man <laughs> no go away <laughs> Oh, that yeah, and I agree. I, I yeah, I like it not being overt, but just being like a subtle like this is right, just, just a way to differentiate them in really interesting ways. A way to flavor the different personalities. Yeah, like an Easter egg for people to pick up on. Oh my gosh, this is so good, guys. <laughs> so good. This is perfect. Like I would go. I would probably buy this movie. I would too. Like this would be so interesting. It'd be it'd be just so much fun to write. Like so much fun to play with. We are actually like right at the at the fifteen minute mark of talking about this, so I think we are gonna wrap it up because because I think yeah, I think then you you I want to see some of these vignettes. Like somebody please write a couple of the write uh Envy Resputin and Sloth Resputin <laughs> going shopping. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. Like I so want this. Um and you can set it during different times throughout this, since Resputin's uh actual history and so like like disconcert like so where people are unsure for a while where this is where and when this is actually set because it seems to be the same characters but we're in a different time period like 40 years later what are the different occupations he tries to support himself how does he deal with you know the landlord who said only one person can live here or (laughs) (laughs) we do (laughs) 
Um, I really need Rasputin in um, West Germany. Like, that's what I really need someone to write for me is Rasputin in West Germany just, like, glaring at Stalin. Like, that's what I need. Yes. Oh, man, there's so so many. You could go totally political with this. You could do adventure, like, exploring new worlds. You could... You could go into the future and put him on a on a spaceship. You could. And, and you could colonize other planets with himself. <laughs> oh, this would be this is and the thing the beautiful thing about this is that you don't like have to nail down and do like exactly one of them. Like you could you could have bits <laughs> of all of them and have them kind of cohere together in the end. Oh my gosh, I love that. Ah. Oh man! Well, we are gonna we're gonna toss this over to our listeners to please, please, oh my gosh, do something like this. <laughs> We, just we need too to, fascinating we need details about these personalities and how they developed which ones came first for from which death and yeah like do the deaths impact like who who it is right oh, there's so many questions so interesting. there's so much you can do with this and we want to see all of it yes, yes all please. 21 vignettes like <laughs> <laughs> this could be like a best we story, just, story collection ever i should just put this up on the on the blog is like which ones have been written so far <laughs> which combinations has somebody written see if we can get all 21 of them and release a little anthology <laughs> this episode on on the writing prompts reddit yes right? yeah absolutely because it's so interesting <laughs> who um listeners you you know what to do <laughs> this is this one's so rich and so interesting um so I would, lo- I really hope we get some of these back. That would be so fascinating. As we, before we close out today, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do our, our typical thing and share a story that we think our listeners should check out. This time around, we're actually going to start with Jenny. So Jenny, go ahead and tell us what story would you like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, I'm not actually suggesting a story. I'm suggesting a place to find stories. If you like short horror fiction, creepy short stories, I highly recommend whether you're a Redditor or not to check out on Reddit, the no sleep subreddit, just reddit.com slash r slash no sleep. If you've never been to Reddit before, that's how you get there. And the reason I like this area, it's a, it's a place for original horror stories. And the first rule is that everything on no sleep is real, even if it isn't. So that's the way they're all written. They're all like first person accounts or transcripts of recordings of things that have happened and I've just come across some incredible writing on there some truly creepy stuff and they also have a podcast available of some of their best stories being read out loud if you'd rather listen but if you like horror fiction that's a that's a great resource for you this week I am going to recommend another podcast it is a fiction podcast that was one of the earliest podcasts I got into and it's called the bright sessions And the premise of it is that it's a series of the episodes are short. It's a series of conversations between a, uh, a therapist and her patients. And as the story goes on, we learn more and more about these patients. We learn that uh, it gets into some sci-fi. It plays with their relationships a little bit and it ends up growing into this really fascinating story. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil too much, but it really takes an interesting turn. And uh, I think it's really, uh, I like that audio fiction is coming back. I like that that radio plays are coming back in yes. the form of podcasts. Yes. And so if you haven't checked it out yet, The Bright Sessions is absolutely worth a listen. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's super fun. Uh, Rachel, we're going to toss it over to you. What is a story from anywhere of any type that you would like to recommend to our listeners? 
So I'm going to go kind of with this vibe, this like Rasputin vibe that we have going on. Um, there is an amazing mini series on Netflix called The Last Czars. Um, it is both documentary and like period drama. Like they kind of mix it up. So like you get the historians talking about it, but then you have like actors playing the people, but it's not really recreations. Like you get really invested in these like quote unquote characters. Um, it's so amazing. I think there's six episodes. Um, I like flew through it. Um, but I'm also on a huge Russia kick this year. (laughs) Um, so I um so like I've been reading books about like Putin and like all this kind of stuff this year, which like we talk about on my podcast. So if people are interested in that, it's called Checking Out. So you can hear me talk more about Russia there. Yes. <laughs> but um yeah, so The Last Czars on Netflix is amazing and well worth the six hours while you're in quarantine. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rachel. Is there, you mentioned it briefly, but yeah, is there any, anything you would like to plug for yourself, social media, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever you want to put out there for any listeners who might be interested to find the work you're doing? Yeah. So I have a Goodreads, which is goodreads.com slash Rachel reading 14. Um, And then I run a podcast with one of my best friends, Hannah. We both read pretty voraciously. Both She read 300 books last year and I read about 127-ish. So we both just come on twice a month uh, and just talk about what we're reading. We try to come up with maybe either a book or a topic to discuss. So you are welcome to check that out. The podcast is called Checking Out. Um, You can find it on basically any podcast area. And I think that's it for me. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for joining us. This was, this one was a ride and I'm so glad you got to be here to be part of this. This was so fun. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WriteThisPod. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or any of those 21 vignettes, please email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. We'll see you then. And as they say, the pearl is found in mud. (laughs) 